I say to you. All right, stop. Again, I say to you, you don't say that unless you've said it before. So if the disciples that walked with Jesus in the natural saw the blinded eyes open, saw the lame walk, saw the dead raised, needed to be reminded of some things, who do you think you are and who do you think you are judging a preacher because he preaches a message that he preached three years ago and you sitting out there going, well, he ain't got no new material. Again, I say unto you, and the last part I want you to see, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. I want to ask you a question. Do you think he is here right now? Oh, come on, praise him if you think he's here. Give him a hand clap of praise. Do you think he's here? We got a lot more than two or three. Your words are so important at this moment. In fact, they are a matter of life and death. They could determine life or death. The words you speak have power to release creative life or death. Not only over yourselves, but over the ones that you love. Over your co-workers. And I'll dare say this. There could be a, a, a individual's prayers could be so powerful that one man or one woman's prayers could change a nation. You don't believe that? I know there's power in agreement. I understand that. But I'm going to tell you something. There is power in one man's prayer and one man's confession. Proverbs 18.21 says this. 18.20, excuse me. 18.20 says this. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his what? Say it loud. What? What? Satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and his increase in his what? Lips. Shall he be filled? Verse 21. For death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Can I tell you something? If you sow to the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if you sow to the spirit, you shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. You're going to eat fruit. It's either going to be in season and ripe and the fruit that God has ordained over your life or it's going to be rotten and decaying and dying and stinking. You will eat the fruit of your mouth. Are you hearing me? Look around in this nation. We are consumed with what people are saying and what they're saying about other people. We, let, me, let me just say this. I'm not going to get political. I'm going to tell you something, though. You understand something. You need to understand something. The power of the word is in our Constitution. We have in our Constitution the freedom of speech. But can I tell you something? That is being taken away. Let me give you an example of how it's being taken away. I don't have freedom of speech right now. I used to, but I don't. I do in this room, but I don't on that camera. 
Because there are certain things that I can say on that camera right now that God says in his word that will get me flagged, banned, and fact-checked and dumped off of Facebook or YouTube. The words of God. You might as well say amen because I'm preaching truth. A secular, atheist, scientist, a neurologist said this. My bishop, Bishop Clinton, sent this to me. I'm just reading what he sent to me. He said, the, one of the most leading neurologists by the name of Dr. David Younger was giving a speech to neurologists at Yale University. And this is what he said. I quote, There is a direct connection between the mind and the mouth. The realization, still quoting, of one's imagination or desires are increased. No, you didn't hear that word. The realization coming into fruition, happening. You with me? I'm going to read it again. Listen, this is, this is not a believer that said this. This is a scientist that is saying this. That is a scientific fact. There is a direct connection between the mind and the mouth. The realization of one's imagination or, des or desires are increased 1,000 times when the mouth speaks what the mind desires. The realization that it will actually happen is a thousand times better when you take it from here and speak it out here. Because most, how many, let's be honest, most of the things that we think we'd love to see happen don't ever happen. But let's be real. Most of the things that we think up here that we want to happen, we don't take the time to speak it out here that it's going to happen. Oh, y'all dead on me already? Y'all sleepy? Y'all need to get you a cup of coffee or something? Y'all okay? See, I want you to think about something. Glory to God ain't through in this house. Something's about to happen. I'm telling you what, I, I got something planned. God got something planned. Something about to happen. Y'all better stay with me. Don't check out. Don't be checking Twitter. Not right now, right now. Unless you're tweeting something I'm saying and giving it to Jesus. And then get back off. I'm going to ask you a question. Very simple question. Is there really anything in real, I'm talking about real, real, reality, real, realism. Is there anything really different between 2020 and 2021? Nothing. How many days did 2020 have? How many days is 21 going to have? 0.25. Same days, same time, exactly the same thing. The difference is not between, oh, I love this, I love this. And I got, I got to give him credit. He tells me I ain't got to give him credit, but I got to give him credit. I got to give credit for this one for, to Bishop too. It's what he said. He said, son, the, the difference is this. The difference is not in the, in the years. The difference is in the ears. He said, people will shift what they allow to come in here and think something changed. They're listening to what people are saying. The difference is not in the years. The difference is between, between the ears. 
What's between the ears? The mind and the mouth. So what you say and what you declare changes everything. The power of your spoken word. See, the whole principle of the power of words is, is, is difficult for the finite mind to comprehend. No way man would have ever come up with a way that could have created that as, as just made it up as a fairy tale to call those things that are not as though they were and then you can walk in them. That goes against everything natural that a mind thinks. It's not realistic. It doesn't make sense. But the kingdom, God is the only one that could have come up with a kingdom that operates by inside of you, your spirit man living inside of you, speaking something to your mind and then giving you the authority on this earth to speak it out. And when you speak it out, what God has in heaven for you has a, is the only way that it ever makes it out of heaven and into your house. Is through your mouth. Are y'all hearing me, church? Sowing and reaping is another principle of what we're talking about. But religion comes in and just destroys this. Let me just let me just do a little preface here. I, I'm, I'm a believer in calling those things or not as though they were. If you want to call it positive confession, I am a positive person. But I'm going to just tell you, I'm not, I'm not coming against any other preacher, any other preaching style, any other belief system doctrines. Uh, if it, but I'm just going to tell you where I stand. I, I don't subscribe uh, to, the, to the blab it and grab it and name it and claim it. I, I, I know that God wants to bless me and prosper me. But when, I, when I'm talking about speaking the power of words, I'm I'm not talking about giving you the power to get to speak you a new car. If you need a new car, speak you a new car. But I'm talking about I'm talking about giving you the power to speak against devils. I'm talking about giving you power to tell devils they got to go. I'm talking about power to take authority over your family. I, God wants to give you a car and bless you. So be it. There's nothing wrong with being blessed. But I'm not teaching a doctrine here today, reminding you that you got power to get you some kind of airplane to fly around because you can't fly like regular people you won't give me one I'll take it I'll probably sell it pay my house off I'm talking about if you give it to me directly give it to the church I'll sell it and pay the church off see Man, I got so much stuff I wanted to say that God's just telling me, skip, 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 skip. It's going to hit you some nuggets. And my God, I just feel like we need, we need to get back in the presence of God in a minute. There's some things just God just dropped in my spirit. Here's one. If your heart is changed, your mouth should change. Huh? Huh? If your heart really changed, your mouth should really change. Huh? See, you, you listen to some people, you'll find out where the heart is. How about this one? This is another one dropped in, dropped in my spirit. When you got somebody come up to you, and I know you don't mean nothing by this, but, but you got people coming to you and say, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, yeah. Can I just talk freely to you? When I heard, heard that one time, I thought, no, you can't. You can't talk freely to me because that's the same way of, when you hear somebody lead with certain things like, well, I want you to know before I say anything, I'm not gossiping. Oh, stop. Yes, you are. I want to hear it. Stop. I don't want to hear it. I don't care what it is. Stop. You're gossiping. 
Because if you got to pre-qualify to me that, and make yourself feel better that you're not gossiping, you're probably gossiping. How about this one? And this, this, is, this, is, just, this is a figure of speech. I'm not saying that you're, that you're a bad person if you say this because I say this all the time too. Can I be honest with you? What I want to be able to say is as opposed to lying to me. What were you going to do before you said that? Were you going to lie to me? You're just making sure this one is true. Everything else you said was a lie. But watch this. You can't speak freely for, with me for a moment. Because if you open your mouth and speak to me, what is coming out of your mouth is not free. It's expensive. Oh, y'all didn't get it. Y'all didn't get it. It's, it's, it's got power. It can change nations. Somebody can be leading in the poll for president of the United States. Slip up one time and say the wrong thing. And they're done. Their words cause their candidacy to crash and burn. No one weighs their whole life against it. That happens to preachers all the time. People leave the church because something I said. Hmm? or something I didn't say enough. Yeah, but you know, he said this, he said that, he said this, he said that. Well, you know what happens? Most of the time that people leave a church because of something that the pastor said, he, didn't either, he either said it not the way he wanted to say it, it was, or it was misinterpreted wrongly by you, Or if he did mess up, here's what I want to ask the people that leave churches because they get mad and offended by something the preacher says. Weigh that against all the years that you were there at that church and thought you loved it. Loved your pastor. Huh? Weigh it against the character of a life and say, well, you know what? He messed up, but or he said something wrong, or she said something wrong. But does that really line up with the man of God that I've known? I've had to do that myself with a lot of you. If I walked away from you after everything you said, or you didn't say? And the things you said. Words are expensive. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is one of the biggest lies that has ever been sold humanity. There are times in your life you'd rather be beat with sticks and stones than have to be dealt dealing with what was said to you by somebody that you loved. Sometimes it's a worse death, a worse death than being stoned. I'm not talking about, hey, stoned. Words can do permanent change in others' lives. Good and bad.
See, you don't get to say this and get away with it when you hurt somebody's feelings with your words and you see that you just devastated them with your words and you intended to. And then you all of a sudden feel sorry that you did it. You don't get to fix it by replacing those words with, well, you know what, I didn't really mean it. Because here, let me give you a revelation. We don't believe you. We don't believe you didn't really mean it. Because if you devastate me on that level, let me tell you something right now. You meant it. It was inside of you. That don't mean I'm going to throw you away. That don't mean I'm not going to forgive you for saying it. But don't tell me that if you look at me and something comes out of you in rage and screams it at me, that it hadn't been in there waiting for a moment to come out. See, the power of life is when you unite the mind with the mouth and speak life. But I'm going to tell you something. We are not plagued in our mind with a desire to speak life. We are plagued in our mind with a desire to speak death. Destruction, hurt, negative things. So you, the power of victory, and, the, and you're not sinning if you think it, but it becomes sin when you bring it out. You need to bring, the Bible says, every evil thought into captivity. And I'm going to tell you what's happened. The worst thing that could have ever happened to a, to a creation called humanity that already had a problem with keeping their mouth shut and not hurting people was social media. Because social media gave us for the first time in our life the ability to call people out and rebuke them without having to look at them and suffer no consequences. Get it off your chest, call them out, move on with your life. But what happens, and I've experienced in my life, is when you're calling somebody out and you know who they are, other people are reading it and thinking it's them. So the unintended consequences of the power of your words when, you, when you're not careful with how you post them is it doesn't always and most of the time never does what you intended it to be. Words. Somebody say they're powerful. Let me tell you something else about words that you may not know. This is, this is a fact. Words never disappear. Did you know that? Did you know sound waves never dissipate? When I'm talking to Bishop about this, Bishop is one of the most prolific, greatest, and anointed psalmists and songwriters of our generation. He knows music. This is what he said. He said, son, I have studied worship all my life. I have studied sound waves. And he said, this is what I found. He said, write this down. You just got to know how my, pastor, my bishop talked to me. Write it down, write it down, write it down. You got it wrote down. Is it there? You wrote it down, write it down. Call it back, read it back to me, read it back to me. Good. Here's the next thing. It just comes out of it. He says this, and I quote Bishop. Sound is the only element in the universe that does not have the ability to reverse on its own. He said only when it hits something will it echo. But if it doesn't hit anything, it goes out of our atmosphere and continues into the cosmic realm. He says it never stops going forward. It only, it only keeps going forward. In other words, what you say goes before you.
You get up in the morning, you declare what is going to happen in your life that day. And when you speak it, it don't come back to you. It don't come back void. The Bible said his word does not come back void. And when you speak his word, it does not come back void to you. So you declare it over yourself. And then as you walk out, you are walking out in what is going before you. That through the authority that's in you, you have spoken out. Is this good preaching? In other words, the way of looking at it is what you say now, you will walk in later. What you say now, you will walk in later. If you say you're a loser, you're going to walk as a loser. If you say you're blessed, you're going to walk in blessings. You tell your children that they're stupid, you ought to be whooped, by the way, if you do that. But if you tell, we all do some old fashioned laying on the hands with you. Spank your rear end. I was told I was stupid most of my life. And I'm going to tell you something eventually a kid will believe it because those words get in them. Do you know the Bible says that when, that when I mean, how many has been at all been on the Revelation teaching? Have you been following me on Revelation? Remember when we talked about. One, when one of the judgments comes, that, that the, there's vases in heaven that are going to be broken and opened. And it says, these vases, these containers, contain the prayers of the saints. Oh, you didn't get it. From where? They're not praying in heaven. You still didn't get it. When you pray, it never stops until it reaches the throne. And some of the things, and we know this, some of the things that we believe God for on this earth, we will not walk in on this side, but we will see them accomplished when we get there. The Bible said he'll give us the desires of our heart. I believe, gospel according to Larry, that when he opens up those, those vases and we walk into eternity and the rapture takes place and the church is up there and we're walking in the presence of God, I believe God is going to say, well, maybe you didn't get everything you wanted down there, but the, the things that I approved that you would have, I didn't forget them. I'm not a man that you should lie. You're going to walk in them. You're going to see that you're going to be able to know. I'm going to be able to give you a confirmation that everything you asked for you got and you might not even thought you got it but you did our prayers are going to be answered and some of them's going to be hanging up on the walls in in my mansion i don't even drink mountain dews anymore i used to prophesy i'd have a mountain dew fountain and a little debbie swiss roll cake uh, uh manufacturer uh, in my living room next to my recliner that continuously put a little little uh, debbie swiss roll in one hand and a mountain dew in the other hand as i'm filling it up from the mountain dew fountain praise god i gotta come up with something different because i don't drink mountain dews anymore and i don't eat little debbie swiss rolls so i don't know what it's going to be maybe the lord's going to keep be a constant a T-bone steak coming or something. All I know is he going to give me the desires of my heart. My mansion is going to look like me. I'm almost done. Your words last forever. Now listen. 
I'm about to get heavy on you. It's 11.35. I'm about to get heavy. Can you handle it? Say amen. amen. Do you want your pastor to tell you the truth? Say amen. amen. Here we go. Not just what you say matters, but how you say it matters. I'm telling you right now, you can say the same thing multiple different ways, and I promise you, you will get multiple different results. It's going to sound silly, but I'm going to use AJ, my dog, as an example. The greatest dog in the history of humanity. Sorry, sorry that you think your dog is that. At least he's the greatest dog for us. There's no, no other dog would work for us in our lifestyle. He's just, he's just like, hey, I'll take you when I get you. I'll love on you and all this. And while you're doing the work of the ministry, I'm good here. Then I'll love you when you get back. You may think that the dog completely understands everything you're saying. Experts that love dogs and study dogs says, tipping out somewhere around 30 or 35 words, they can learn, but they learn it in the way of what it's attributed to. Like if you say, go get in your bed. They hear the word bed, and they know that means go get in the bed. They didn't actually hear you say, listen to me. I know, you're, I know you don't. It's time for you to go to bed. Oh, that's what you want. Go to bed. No, no. They just hear bed and they go. They're very smart. They're very intelligent. But watch this. It's a lot of time about the tone. I love my dog. My dog is a man, y'all. He's a boy dog. He's a man. He can take what I'm about to say, okay? He's confident in his manhood, okay? He, he's not going to get offended at me if somehow this gets back to him that I said this about him. He's good. You, you probably would, AJ, before we start working, I need to tell you what your daddy said. I know you. But what? You, my, I love him so much. But, you know, I could look at him and I could say, and this, this hurts me to even say this because I would never feel this way. But I could look at him and I could say, you know what, buddy? I hate your guts. You're one of the worst dogs that's ever lived. Did you know that? You're so ugly. He would look at me and he'd go, he just licked me. He thought I just said he was the greatest dog in the history of dogs. Am I right? So it wasn't what I said. It was how I said it. That's also the power of dogs, of words. <laughs> I've told you I'm still a little drunk. Name of the series, The Power of Dogs. Now here's where I'm going to get heavy. The greatest, most powerful men and women of God who get this revelation, who speak and declare nothing but what the Word of God says, nothing, I mean, you're doing it right, pales in comparison and always will. To the word of God. Because here's the reality. As powerful as your words of affirmation are. Baby I love you. I believe in you. And I'm telling you right now your daddy believes you can do anything you put your mind to. That's powerful. 
Right? Because a kid that's young will hear that and they need to hear that. But when you say those same words followed by because the Lord said this about you and you speak it into their life, then your words of affirmation was so powerful goes to another level because now you brought God's mouth into your mouth. Are y'all hearing me? That's what you want. You want God's mouth to operate in your mouth. Let me tell you why. Numbers 23, and I know I'm skipping. I'm sorry. Y'all flow with me. Towards the end. Numbers 23, 19 says this. God is not a man, although he has a mouth. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a, the son, a son of man or born of a man that he should repent. He has said it. Will he not do so? Or, as is he, or has he spoken, will he not make it good? What God says he will do. Are y'all hearing me? Let me tell you something real quick about God in the next few minutes that I got. Let me show you the power of God's mouth. You ready? Here's why you want God's mouth on your mouth. Here's why you want God's words coming out of your words. Genesis, you ain't got to go there. Just follow me right now. Genesis, my favorite chapter, my favorite book in the Bible, Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. I'm talking about before any of it began. Moses is recording what God is telling him happened. Because nobody was there except God to see it happen. So Moses had to hear God telling him this. Okay? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. You with me? So what did God do? God created it all. But it was dead. It was not dead, but it was lifeless. It was dark. There was nothing moving. He created it. And God created. That's what he said. The word created. Molded, fashioned, ever how he did it. But everything changed on the next verse. The earth, the, the world was without form and void. And darkness moved upon the face of the earth. Now watch this. And the Spirit of God hovered over the deep. Over the face of the deep. Somebody's going to get a revelation right here. And then we're coming down off this mountain. If you don't line your words up your mind up and your words up that come out of your mouth, you can be in a service just like this and the Holy Spirit is moving upon the face and you don't even get what he's trying to ha have happen in your life. Right next to you, somebody's life is being changed and you ain't getting it because you're filtered it through something else. Oh, come on, somebody. Because you, because you're trying to twist my words, you done got offended my words, or you, you already said words of negativity and you don't want to deal with those words of negativity. So here the Lord is moving upon the face of the deep and you don't even know it so no one knew it the angels didn't know what was happening until the next verse God says and God said let there be light so the worlds were fashioned but it didn't come to life until he spoke life into it Every day of creation, 
And God said, let this happen. Let this happen. And God said it was good. And then God said on the next day, let this happen. Let the, he spoke it, spoke it, spoke it. And he said, it is good. Genesis 1.26, he said, and the, and the Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. He spoke it, created it, and then he breathed into it. Oh, and by the way, go back and study that and break that down and do a word study on it. And you'll realize the Bible says, let us make man in our image, right? And in our likeness. How many knows image and likeness is two different things? Some people have the image of something, but they're not like it. We live in a world called Instagram world where, where, where you got people that will take 50 pictures with the right light and the right filter to get it just right and then post it and it becomes an image. But it's not like the reality. We are living in a fake world. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. What, what church did you think you were at? You're good, right? You're good with this kind of talk, right? Now listen, listen, I'm, I'm, I've got to finish this because you've got to get this word. So God creates the world with his mouth, with a, with, a, with a spoken word, all right? So we fast forward all the way through the Old Testament, and we find this young teenage girl that's a virgin named Mary. You with me? Mary's going about her life, living for the Lord. Obviously, she was a holy woman, young woman of God, and an angel comes to her. Fear not. She's afraid. He begins to speak some things into her life. This angel does. What happens? Watch this. This is powerful. She begins to be troubled, the Bible says in the book of Luke. She's troubled at the statement. She's confused. That word trouble in the original Greek hints at she's struggling in her mind to even know if what she's seeing is even real. Okay? You would too. Then... After she realizes this is an angel, and he says to her, you are going to have a son. You are going to have a son. She knows that she ain't done nothing to have a son. So she questions. The Bible says she asks a question. How can this be? See the power of her mouth? If she would have stopped there, I, I'm not, this is gospel cordillera. If she would have said, listen to me, angel, I hear you, but I ain't been with no man, and we all know how this works. I'm sure y'all do too. So you got the wrong girl. Her words, I'm absolutely just, this is just theory. Okay, Her words could have caused the blessing to find someone else. Could have. We don't know. We don't know if it was her or not. But it don't matter because it was her. Because the next thing out of her mouth was, Be it done unto me. And the moment... That she declared with her mouth, be it done unto me, she was impregnated. 
It didn't happen until she received it and spoke it. Now listen to me. This is deep, y'all. Y'all ain't going to know how to. Some of y'all going to process this all day long, and then you're going to finally get it. You're a perfect example on the front row. I'm going to use your pregnancy. How would you feel it if I called your baby an it? It would not be good, would it? You, you would say, he is a he. He ain't no it. How many of those mamas don't want their babies in their bellies called an it? Whether they know it's a boy or a girl, yet they know it's going to be one of the two. It's not an it. It is a thing. He and she, boy and girl, are people. She didn't say, give me the son. She said, be it done unto me. What was it? At that moment, the Holy Spirit, she didn't even realize what was happening. When her heart got right to accept it, the Holy Spirit knew her mind was right to accept it. The Holy Spirit moved on her, came in her, and spoke out of her. Her not even knowing what she said. When she said, be it done unto me, she was declaring, okay, let the baby be in me. She was saying, start the process and the purpose of Jesus in me. It. And then, of course, she goes to her life. Jesus is born. Jesus lives his life. Three and a half years, he preaches the gospel. He's beaten. He's hung on a cross. He takes care of his mother. He takes care of the thief. He takes care of everybody else. Tries to get a drink, take care of himself at the end. Nobody would give him even a drink of water. They gave him vinegar. They mocked him. When he had done everything in his purpose, that she had spoken to existence and received to carry when she said, be it done unto me. What was his last words? It is finished. What is finished? The life, the purpose, the church, the destiny, our salvation. Our access to the kingdom that Mary declared with the power of her voice that she would take it. And because she had dominion, God could not force her to do it because he gave her dominion in Genesis 126. She had to say, I will take it. And when she said it, that's why we have Jesus today. Because Can you imagine? Because a, a teenage girl spoke out of her mouth be it done unto me all that's coming you know what's coming in this man's life she had studied the scriptures of what would happen to the messiah she she knew he would be beaten she knew that he would he would be flogged it was all prophesied by the prophets she heard him say your son is going to be the savior of the world your son is going to be the messiah and for a brief moment she knew that means i'm going to have to see him die i'm going to have to see him beaten i'm going to have to see him beaten beyond recognition that people would not even believe he was a man but my god 
her mouth lined up with her mind that lined up with her spirit and thank God that sweet little girl the Virgin Mary said be it done unto me because it gave us a chance because when she spoke that she brought Jesus the word became flesh and he dwelt among us hallelujah praise God the only begotten of the father and he was able to say it is finished that's why he looked down and he said mama thank you I gotta make sure you're taken care of I know you didn't bring me into this world I know you didn't I know I could have done this without you because I'm God but I want to honor you I want to honor you not because you was my mama I want to honor you because all of this is possible because you said be it undone unto me and he breathed one last breath and Jesus said it is finished and his words were so powerful that the earth shook that the sun went black that the veil was ripped in two his words I'll give you another revelation I got. Hit me right before I walked out of my office. The world was created by a spoken word. Jesus was brought into the womb of Mary by a spoken word. Jesus began the New Testament by a spoken word. Because the New Testament began when he died. And the church of the age was birthed as well. With a sound. Acts chapter 2. When they finally got in one mind and one accord. There came a sound. Come on, what? I know that was the Holy Ghost coming, but that was the Holy Ghost speaking. That was God speaking. Go, go, go. It's time. And when, watch this. And when this thing ends, when the rapture happens, when we go to be with the Lord, the Bible says in the last days, when the last trump of God is sounded, you got to weigh that with Scripture. I taught in the book of Revelation. We see the seven churches that are laid out in church, Revelation chapters 1, 2, and 3. And then we hit chapter 4, verse 1. I, John, looked up and saw a door in heaven. And I heard a voice coming out of heaven saying, Come up hither and let me show you the things which must be hereafter. He spoke it into existence. He came into this world with a word. He ended one testament and began another one with a word he's going to end the church age and he's going to bring the dead out of the ground they shall rise and the dead in Christ shall rise and they which are alive and remain shall be caught up because he says come up hither his voice is going to call us the Bible says when he battles the battle of Armageddon and he comes back watch how it all ends we're in heaven for seven years. At the end of the tribulation period of the marriage supper of the Lamb, Jesus stands up. He mounts a white horse, tells us all to get up. We, we've been here long enough. we got to go to the place that I gave them in the garden. We're going to live for eternity. And you're going to reign with me. We're going back down there. We're going to do it right. And the Bible says, down here on earth, the battle of Armageddon has begun. And all the enemies of God have gathered in a valley called the Valley of Megiddo. And they're trying to kill the last remnant of the Jewish people that have survived the tribulation period but right before they wipe out the last remnant just before they make God to be a liar when he told Abraham your seed shall never die just when the last seed was left when the devil's about to make the God look like a liar the Bible said the heavens are going to split and out of the heavens is going to come the king of kings and the lord of lords with a vesture dipped in blood with a name written on his thigh that no man knows but he himself and the Bible 
Bible says they're going to turn their guns towards him. Watch this. And the Bible says he will open up his mouth and out of his mouth the word of God shall defeat his enemies and wipe them all out. Oh my God, are y'all hearing me? That is who we serve. That's the power of words. That's why his word shall not come back void. Yours will, his won't. That's my last thing I'm going to say. Then we're going to have church to about 1.30. I want to take you back to the beginning. Opening scripture. Proverbs 18.20 says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. When the grease of his lips shall be filled. Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I want to tell you something. I know you can call me crazy. You can say well, I'm one of them preachers that tries to get a, get, a, get a right now sermon out of everything. All I can tell you is the rhema word that hit me this morning. But with a little help from my bishop. Verse 20. What year did we just come out of? 2020. What's what it says about verse 20? A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and the increase of his lips to be filled. 2020. We were satisfied to have survived it. But verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm going to tell you something. In 20, we were satisfied with what we could get. We were satisfied with online. We were satisfied with 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 every other booth in the restaurant. We was oh come on. We were satisfied. I could go on. We, we we did what we had to do to, to get something. And we made it through it. Now we're still in the pandemic and it's for some ways it's getting worse. I'm not saying we're through the pandemic, but we made it through 2020. But the difference of 21 is we now have something that we didn't have going into 20. We have hindsight 2020. So now we can look back at 20 and see what we thought was real and what wasn't real. What we didn't think was real, that was real. And when we going into this year, I'm not ending this year satisfied. I've declared over my life. I'm not, I'm not ending 21 satisfied that I just make it through. No, 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 no. I am going into 21 knowing I got the power to speak life and death. I want you to know, I speak over your life. You will live and not die. You will live and not die. I speak over you, Fred. I speak over you, Jr. I speak over you, Polly. I speak. I'm not trying to call everybody's name, but if you're online at home and you're sick, I speak over you right now. It ain't because I'm somebody special. I'm just just like you. But I'm a man of God. The greater is He that's within me than He that's within the world. And I can tell you what God's word said. God's word said. 
Deuteronomy 28 about you. You're blessed going in. You're blessed coming out. You're the head and you're not the tail. You're above and you're not beneath. Your basket is full and your basket is overflowing. I'm healed. I'm saved. I'm delivered. I'm free. I got victory. I'm blessed. I'm prospered. Come on, somebody. My marriage is smoking hot. I'm about to have more passion in my marriage than I did in my 20s. You receive it, baby. Come on. I'm telling you why. I'm about to be, I'm about to live. I don't know why they came out, but it did. Somebody needs to look at their wife and say, that word's for us too. Huh? If you ain't married, just start asking God. Declare life and death. Call your husband in now. Call your wife in now. Don't you come bringing in somebody that the devil tries to drag off the street. It better be a man of God. It better be what you've been speaking. Oh, come on. It better be somebody that's going to take you to church. It better be somebody that's going to pray with you. In this day and time, it better be somebody that's going to stand in the middle of the pandemic between you and the virus and say, stop it. You ain't coming in my house. Band, band. Come on, band. Now, I told y'all last week, this ain't going to be that long. It's 12 o'clock exactly. And you remember we still got announcements and first fruits and offering and all that stuff. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to be that long. But it's going to be longer than 12, I can tell you that. God is not a man that he should lie. I'm going to encourage you to do something. I want you to stand up on your feet, children of God. I want you to take a moment while this band is getting ready. Now just start playing the song. Just start singing it softly. Start singing it softly as soon as you can while we're praying. I want you right now to take this word that you heard your pastor speak today. And, and I want you to let it become more than a sermon. Let it come in you now. Receive it. It's one thing to hear something. It's another thing to receive it. So if you got to close your eyes to block out everything, do it. Just begin to say, God, I receive that word. Over my words, God. I'm gonna, I, 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 need to, I need to know who I am in you, God. I need to know who I am. I need to walk in authority. I'm tired of walking in defeat and fear and hurt and offense. I want to walk in love. I want to walk in grace. I want to walk in mercy. I want to be what you've called me to be. And I know that I can do that. Because you said I can do that. If you said it, I believe it. If you said it, I believe it. Because you are a man of your word. Oh yeah. Now we're going to sing this over you. We're going to sing this over you. As we sing it, we're going to have an altar call. It's an open altar call. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you find you a place to kneel, and all you have to do is come in, the, in a spirit of anointing like this, in the brokenness, and just be real, transparent with God. And just say, God, I'm a sinner. In the midst of your glory, I feel you drawing me to you. I'm asking you to forgive me. Come into my heart and save me. If you backslid and you walked away from your relationship with God, just come up and rededicate your life to God. Make some new commitments to Him. But I think the most people that are going to come are going to come because they got some promises that they need to stand on that seems impossible. 
some things, not only that you desire, it seems impossible, but some of you have had words spoken into your life, either from the prophetic gift or straight out of the Word of God, that you claimed and you declared, and life happened, and here you are. God is bringing them back to your mind right now. Remember preachers, remember preachers, remember teachers, remember evangelists, remember prophets, remember people that's been used by God in any way, shape, or form, and you know you've been gifted by God. Remember his word does not come back void. He said in his word, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. You may quit them, but they never quit you. They're there waiting on you to be like Mary and say, be it done unto me. Here I am, God. I don't understand it. I'm scared to death of it. I don't know how it can be possible. Be it done unto me. Come on, let's sing it. Let's sing it. All things are possible when we believe. All chains are breakable. These altars are open. When we receive your way, you keep your promises. You said it. Believe it if you said it. If you said it, we believe it. Come on, sing it. Say it again. If you said it, we believe it. Cause you're a man of your word. If you said it, we believe it. Come on, speak it over your life. Whoa, oh, oh. If you said it, we believe it. Come on, come on. Cause you're a man. You Idea what's your faith stepping out and coming up here will, will mean your faith will go to another level. Step out, put feet to your faith. I'm gonna get out there for you.
Tracy, you said it. You said it. We believe 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 it. Say it. You said it. We believe it. Come on. You said it. We believe it. You said it. We believe it. One more time. Say it. If you said it. If you said it. Come on. We believe it. Make it real. If you said it. We believe it. 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 It's easy to sing, but that ain't so easy to walk out. It's not easy to walk that out. God, if you said it, I believe it. That settles it. No, no, we're good at that, right? God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. We're good at that. How you doing today, brother? I'm blessed by the blood of Jesus. Man, how are you? We're good at that. We're good at saying things that don't line up with what's inside us. We say things to deflect. We say words sometimes to just deflect because we don't want to reveal the realness of the situation. But I'm going to tell you something. I believe God's moving this church in a, in a mighty, mighty, mighty way that he's never had. He never has. I think everything that's happened at Solid Rock Church, every struggle, every construction, every building, everything that we've gone through in almost 27 years, it was all for this moment. I really believe it and beyond. I believe it. I know every day is the day the Lord's been. I'm talking about there is something unique happening that you do not need to miss. Do not allow the enemy to cause you to miss this. I'm not trying to put guilt on you, but you miss this. You can still come back in at any time, but you're going to regret you are not in this moment. Don't let the devil take you out of this moment. Okay? Not saying your life's going to be perfect out there. Not saying everything's going to go right. That you want to go right. And I'm going to tell you right now, some songs I hear ten times and I'm done with them. Now I'm sure there'll be a day one day that I'll be, okay, I've heard that one enough. Give me another one. Right now I can't hear it enough. I played in my office all day long. I'm telling people that I come in and that I counsel with, go home today, I'm going to send you a link of a video. I want you to go home. I want you to put this on repeat. Just put it in your ear. Put it on your stereo. Walk around your house and just declare, if you said it, we believe it. I believe it. If you said it, I believe it. Because you're a man of your word. And, and I'm going to tell you, it'll get in you. It'll get in you. I've listened to it so much that the last three nights, you know, I've watched movies and TV and all this for hours at times in the evenings with my wife and other things going on that the song was not playing. For the last three mornings, I woke up, literally put my feet on the floor, and before I even had time to think about 
even have my t- time to even say it. I'm, I'm walking going, if you said it, we believe that. I mean, I'm literally just, it's in me. It's in me now. You said it. I believe it.